it is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Playing Sports City Chefs from Amazon Music. Might be in clearance, but you know, you never know. 
<laughs> What's going on? Today? Definitely, 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 man. Um, I I won't say this. I know this is a football show, but I, I, I I'm kind of with the masses, man. I, I'm kind of low key hoping that the Toronto Raptors get that dub and win that game six just to force this whole Philadelphia situation into a game seven, man. I I, I really want the drama to unfold, but. We'll, we'll talk about that tomorrow, man. Before we even crack the top on this uh, mock draft, we got another chef in the building. Y'all know him as Mr. Controversy. I know him as Greenwood. What's going on, my guy? How we doing this evening? How dare you disrespect <laughs> the great city of Philadelphia that way? How dare you? I'm a giant Greenwood. <laughs> Give me a break. <laughs> I am doing great, guys. It is. It is. Um. It is almost Christmas Eve uh, here in Draft Nation, so I'm really excited. This is a very different draft than it was last year. Last year was all about the glitz and glamour of the quarterback position. This year, all the other positions are kind of pushing themselves to the forefront, so that makes things a lot less predictable. And that, from my perspective, is really the most exciting part is for the first time in a long time, you don't know anything. So I'm ready for this. Yeah, it's going to be it's gonna be very, very interesting to see how this unfolds. Um, and without further ado, um, I'm going to go ahead and light the torch uh, the 2022 Sports City Chefs draft. It's open, and uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars are on the clock. And they can go in plus for different ways, gentlemen. Uh, but, you know, for me, when it came down to it, um, I only really think that, that that one man gets the call here. Um, and I think that the NFL commissioner is going to the podium. Let's get the sound. And with the first pick of the 2022 NFL Draft, the Jacksonville Jaguars select Aiden Hutchinson from Michigan, the senior from Michigan, man. Um, I think, honestly, for them, they could have went a multiple different ways. They could have went with the the guy from NC State, Ike Aquanu, um, Sauce Gardner from um from Cincinnati is a guy who um, is probably going to get a lot of, of, of buzz there. But I think, honestly, Aiden Hutchinson fits the bill. Uh, Greenwood, you know, uh, what is your, you know, what, what do you think about, you know, Hutchinson number one, one, two, the Jacksonville Jaguars? Uh, Aiden Hutchinson is the odds-on favorite to be the number one overall pick. He is – um, the safest um, by far of the defensive end prospects, at least that is the general consensus. Um, he's, he basically eats, drinks, breathes football. Um, a lot of talk of um, of uh, Trevon Walker, the, the defensive end from the Georgia Bulldogs, is also um, in consideration here, more of the athletic freak type. But Aiden Hutchinson would be, in my opinion, the best first overall pick. 
Yeah, I just for 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 me, I just really want it safe and, and smart, um, which is why if, if I'm the Jacksonville Jaguar sitting there at one one, there really isn't a a standout number one guy villain. Uh, Hutchinson just went one one to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, would you pull the trigger on that, and you know, would you may have went a different direction? Yeah, I would actually go a different direction. Um, it's it's funny because there isn't a clear number one pick. I think it, it goes by team and need. Um, so I think Hutchinson is – he's not a number one pick. I think we've said it before in the, 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 in the context of he's not like the clear-cut number one player. I think – by need, he is a guy that is really at the top of a lot of people's draft. And, you know, I, I wasn't, you know, I wasn't overly impressed with him in, in bowl season, but I think during the regular season, he did play um, very well. Um, you know, he, he's 6'6", 265 pounds, 14 sacks last year. I mean, you, you don't necessarily go wrong with this pick. It's not a pick I would have taken, but um, yeah. I, I don't, I don't, I think the Jaguars can go either way. I have a different guy at number one, to be honest with you. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Well, say that um, because we're going to move on to pick number two. Um, and with that, the Detroit Lions are on the clock. Greenwood, the floor is yours, sir. So um, you can really tell a lot about um, what the teams are thinking based off of uh, what they did in the offseason. They've already kind of done a Band-Aid move uh, at the wide receiver position, DJ Chark, one-year deal. Um, they've also uh, did some Band-Aid moves at the linebacker position. What they haven't touched as far as their needs is quarterback, defensive lineman, corner, and safety. So those are the positions that I'm going to be looking at first. Um, right now the value is still at the – um, defense end position, but I would not completely rule out a sauce gardener here, but that that kind of bit them in the rear end last time they were up uh, this high with the uh, the Jeffrey Okuda pick. So I think that fans def- at the very least are not particularly um, interested in that. Um, but Derek Stingley could also be an option there as well. But I think I'm going to go with Trevon Walker, the defensive end from Georgia. Um, this is – oh, sorry. <laughs> um, so Trevon Walker is, is the pick here for me. Um, this is not a organization that's looking to win now. They're looking to develop into something in the future. So the athletic tools, um, a – 9.9 in the RAS scale definitely fits the bill. They'll develop him into a um, into a better defensive end over time. Okay, so Trevon Walker went number two overall to uh, the Detroit Lions. I'm not I'm I'm not mad at the pick, honestly. Um, I do think that they need a significant upgrade to. Um, their defense there, I, I think, um, you know, the Detroit Lions, I, I, I wouldn't have went there with that, with that pick, but, again, for me, I, I would really want to address the area of need for them. 
Um, you know, and maybe, you know, you make a big splash at a quarterback, but getting Javon Walker, who is arguably one of the best um, edge guys in this upcoming draft, um, is not a bad pick. Villain, um, Detroit Lions just picked up Javon Walker from Georgia uh, with the number two pick overall. Um, how do you feel about that? I had these picks flip-flop, serious. So I felt um, – that Trevon Walker was going to be the number one pick to the Jaguars just because um, he's a combo edge, but really a D-tackle, had a really good combine. Um, I think some of his weaknesses, I think will kind of, I think they can work with it. Um, He has really good burst off the line, right? But he's a bold rusher. He doesn't have a lot of uh, moves. That's why I don't see him, on the edge in the pros, I think he'll be inside a little bit more, maybe in a three technique, definitely not in a four technique. So I'd like him yeah. uh, to go to the Jaguars instead of the Lions, and I had the Lions picking up Hutchinson. But I feel like these two guys, maybe a tackle, are the, the guys at the top of the draft. But I'm not mad at this pick either. Okay, not a problem at all. Well, villain, the, the Houston Texans are, are on the clock at number three. Um, put on your GM hat and give him a give him a pick, my guy. Yeah, so I think with this pick, the Texans need a lot of help at a lot of different positions. But I think this is kind of a stretch for me a little bit. Um, I'm going with Ahmad Gardner, uh, the quarterback out of. Um, thank you, thank you. The cornerback out of Cincinnati, clearly the best secondary player in this draft. Um, I think he checks off a lot of boxes. Um, some people see him slipping going to one of the New York teams. I think, I think he does go. I think he does go high. I think, I think the Texans take a chance on him. Um, he's physical. Um, he can play downhill. Um, he, he he can make tackles. So he's a he's one of those corners that kind of reminds you of uh, an athletic uh, Ramsey. So I like this pick. I think the Texans, they need a lot of help, like I said. So you can't. I think best player available, I would take Gardner. He's a sure thing. You know what? That's exactly where I had him slotted to going third overall um, to the Houston Texans, I think. You know, with, with, with this team here, any selection will be a tremendous upgrade to, to a position right. of need on their roster. Um, so you could have said anything, and I would have been on board with it. Uh, Greenwood, Sauce Garner just went third overall to the Houston Texans. Um, Barry started it off by saying it's a little bit of a stretch, but I think it's a it's literally a home run pick. Uh, what's your position on Sauce Gardner and Houston right here? Yeah, I know that earlier on in the offseason process, a lot of people were putting off the tackle into that um, into that mix, but um, after they franchised their their current left tackle, I don't think that's uh, really in the cards for them. So, so um, really, they're they've, they've got to look somewhere else. And honestly, I could think of a lot worse picks. Um, I could also see Ike Kwanu coming, going in there and moving him into guard, but that's a very steep price to pay for a guard. 
especially with the depth at the offensive tackle position. Meanwhile, corner is actually a really shallow position in this year's draft. Um, after you get past the top three, it's really hard to really pick one out of the crowd. So if Houston's going to go after a corner in this draft, Amon Gardner at three seems like the right choice. Yeah, I, I agree with you there. And, and with that, uh, we are up to pick number four uh, with the New York Jets. Um, and since Dave has not graced us with his presence, I need to go find a kicker for him. Uh, let me stop. But honestly, for me, gentlemen, <laughs> honestly for me the, the, the biggest area uh, of need for the New York Jets um, is offense and defensive line. I do believe that this draft is loaded with both, um, and I'm not going to waste anybody else's time. The pick is in. And with fourth pick in the 2022 NFL Draft, the New York Football Jets select Evan Neal, offensive guard from the University of Alabama. Um, I, I think that is going to be a tremendous pickup for, for the New York Jets. I do believe that he provides them a significant uh, attitude on the offensive line. He is a solid uh, edge blocker uh, that will definitely help um, Wilson uh, push the ball down the field. It will open, up, hopefully, open up holes for the running back um, to, to maneuver. Um, you really have to protect your investment. And so, getting uh, Neil, the offensive guard, actually offensive tackle from Alabama, um, is going to be huge. Um, Dylan, I'm a double back to you. Um, Neil just went four overall to the Jets. Um, case could be made. Um, the Giants may be looking at him, but, you know, the Jets took him before. The Giants pick at five. Uh, kind of give me an opinion on that move. I love Neil, and I think this this is exactly where I had uh, Neil going to New York. Now, this is, this is with in mind that the Jets or nobody in the draft moves right nobody trades down trades up trades picks because i think this pick could be on the move to san francisco um and we all know why if it if the jets keep this pick i i think neil is the guy i love um i love his size i love um i love um how he moves with the weight um, this is, I mean, this is a big guy, but he, I, I, I have, I didn't see, at what six, what six seven three hundred thirty, thirty seven pounds a guy that doesn't carry himself, that can't move. He gets downfield. Um, you know, he's a, he's a, he's an all American. Only allowed two sacks in in fifteen starts. This is the guy at this pick. I love this pick for the Jets. Greenwood, you know, Neil just went fourth overall to um, the New York Jets. Um, you know, arguably one of the greatest offensive linemen um, in this in this draft, and you know he's going to protect Zach Wilson and you know team up out there in in New York. Going with the Jets, now. What's your position on it? Um. So. 
honestly, I think they go edge rusher here. I think that Kayvon Thibodeau um, could be uh, the pick here at four, mm-hmm. and then they go at a um, go for an offensive lineman later on at pick ten. Um, they did just sign Lakin Tomlinson for the guard position. Their tackles weren't the worst thing that they had um, on the roster, so I could easily see them going edge rusher, especially with Ahmad Gardner off the board. If he's still there available at four, I could easily see that being the pick, but that was not in the cards. So, um, And a real dark horse selection would be at wide receiver. Um, like maybe a um, a Jamison Williams, but that that seems to be a little too high for him at four. So, but I, I can't really knock the pick overall. You know, the fun thing about it is like we're we're four picks in, you know, and um, you know we haven't had um, a wide receiver come off the board. You know, Ike Okanu mm. is still uh, available. Uh, the, the 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 outstanding offensive tackle from NC State. Um, you know, so as we as we press on, um, you know, Barry got pick five coming up with the New York Football Giants, and I kind of have an idea where he's going to go. But um, it's interesting to see uh, as we sit down and watch this on, on Thursday on the fold. You know which one of these wide receivers in the skill position comes off the board first. Um, if I had to to bet, you know, um, kind of a sidebar, I, I think it may end up being Chris Olave uh, from Ohio State being the first mm-hmm. one to come off the board. But we'll get to that as as, as the day progresses. Villain, your fifth with the New York Football Giants. Talk to me, man. Go ahead, go ahead and make your pick. Yeah, I think these receivers, there's a deep class. I have I, I have a different receiver coming off the board. I'll get to that in a minute. But number five, the New York Giants. Play my music, please. Uh, thank you. With the fifth pick in the NFL draft, the New York football Giants select Iki Aquandi, uh offensive tackle. Um, I, yeah. I think, I honestly yeah. think, there's a lot of ways the Giants can go um, defensive line first, but I think if if the two tackles are here, which I doubt both of them are, I think one or the other, this is the, they have to go this route. Um, I, I like Cross, but Ikiakuanu checked off a lot of boxes. You slide him in on the other side, you have two really good tackles um, to protect um, to protect Daniel Jones. Um, and, and, and future pieces. So um, this is the guy, Iki Aquanu, um, big defensive ta- offensive tackle. I mean, a lot of people had him going one. I have him sliding all the way back. Uh, but the NC State product will be a New York Giant, in my opinion. You know what? Um, I, I, I actually, as much as I love to, 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 to drag you about the New York Football Giants, this is a great pick. Um, I, I think – I, th- I think, honestly, either Icky or, or, or Neil are going to be sitting there at five for you. Um, also, the, the, the sophomore guy, Cross, uh, I think any one of those three are going to be sitting smack dab in front of you at pick five. That's pending. Um, you know, nobody moving up or 
the Giants moving back or, you know, anything like that. Um, and if you don't go offensive line uh, with this fifth pick, I, I, I honestly think there's something going on. Um, so the fact right. that um, Aquanu fell in, in the Sports City Chefs draft to five, um, you don't waste no time jumping on that, which is a brilliant move. Greenwood, uh, Iggy O'Connell just, just fell to, to, to five with the New York football Giants. Um, and just kind of where you had them spotted, did you have somebody else going there at five? Um, so I think Ike Kwanu is, um, is probably going to be the pick if he's still available at five. I've heard that the New York Giants really like him as a player. Um, I mean, if I were, if it were me drafting, I would, I mean, Evan Neal already came off the board. They're picking mm-hmm. again at seven. Um, so, but, so I don't think with that being the, the case that it really matters which, which order they go into. So I think right. EK, EK Kwanu is is perfectly fine as, as a pick here at five. And that's why I went with the tackle, Greenwood. I agree with you. I think you can go either way. I think because it's like almost having a back-to-back pick because I, I feel Carolina's pretty locked. I, I agree. Yeah, and yeah. Um, the, <laughs> the, the other thing is that um, the one thing that Kwanu also does is he is probably the best run blocker of the tackles in this draft, so that Absolutely. will open up things for Saquon as well. Absolutely. That's pending that the, the Giants keep Saquon. I, I'm, I'm, I'm hearing buzz that he's being shopped again, but that's another contest another day. Uh, the Carolina Panthers mm-hmm. are up uh, with the sixth pick, and Greenwood talked to me about the, the Carolina Panthers. Where do you see them going um, in the 2022 NFL draft? So honestly, if there was ever a a team that I was going to pick to trade down in this situation, it would be the Carolina Panthers. The Carolina Panthers have one pick at pick six and don't pick again until round four. So with a team that is this bad and this few picks is a recipe for disaster. So now the biggest question here is with no picks until round four, they don't really have an option at quarterback unless it's here on pick six. Unless, of course, they trade down, which is another reason why I expect them to do so because I don't see a team really hungry for a quarterback until the Seahawks at pick nine and the Falcons at pick eight. But there's plenty of options that are just as good. But, you know, this is a dumb organization that uh, decided to cut the best quarterback of all time, so they're going to just make a mistake again, <laughs> of course. Um, so they're going to go with Malik Willis, a quarterback from Liberty. All right, so Malik Willis, huh? Okay, I, I kind of like it. I kind of like it. So Malik Willis comes off the board. Um, they're at six. Um, Dylan, talk to me, man. Um, kind of, kind of high for uh, these quarterbacks to come off, but based off of you know Greenwood's logic, it, it makes sense. Talk to me. I have a quarterback here. I don't have Willis. I I have Kenny Pickett. 
Um, I think mm-hmm. the the Sam Darnold experiment is over. Um, there's no reason to keep keep beating that um, with the with the with the ten foot pole. <laughs> I think it's over. Um, I definitely see. I, I just I I see them going quarterback. I I think everybody had you know their their little trepidation about Pickett with his hand size and all that, but the kid set records. You know he he broke a lot of Dan Marino's records that stood for years, uh, as long as we've been alive almost. Um, there's no doubt he's a leader. He's a thrower. He's got experience. Um, I I I think the best quarterback in this draft is honestly um, is honestly Baker Mayfield. If the Panthers do draft a quarterback, this is the guy they're going to that, that, that's as big of an indictment on this quarterback class as humanly possible. Um, wow. And I'm but really, to say it, it would, in a nice way. <laughs> it, 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 would, it, would be, um, it would be hilarious if, if they got rid of Tay Bridgewater and got Tay Bridgewater light and Kenny Pickett. I just think that'd be pretty funny. Okay. All right. So with the seventh pick, uh, we go back to to, to, to the big apple and the New York football giants. Uh, Villain, talk to me, man. What are you guys doing at seven? Uh, hit the music, please. Thank you. With the yes, sir. Yes, sir. I feel I feel like I need to either put make that my ringtone or or play that while I'm making sweet love to my wife. I, it's just that sound. Um, I love you. Number seven, I got the Giants picking uh, Kayvon Thibodeau. Um, I know there's a lot Kayvon, of questions okay. that, I, I, yeah, I, I heard that the Giants aren't in love with him. I, I heard that they, you know, not character issues, but like his kind of motor, like does he really want to be there and want to do it? And, I, you know, he said they asked a lot of tough questions. But um, I think at the end of the day, this is a talent that you can't pass up. Um, it checks boxes for them. I I was I was flirting with the idea of the Giants passing on Thibodeau and taking uh, Johnson from Florida State, but at the end of the day, I'm I'm taking Thibodeau. Okay, all right. I I, I, I don't hate the pick, honestly. Kayvon is is, is is a guy who comes off the edge. Um, you know, he's a guy who can definitely step in day one. Um, and Phil Boyd, his biggest issue, obviously, was his off-the-field stuff and um, how he fared in the interview process. But honestly, I, I, I tend not to read too much stock into that, especially um, if you show up on, on Sundays and are able to, to do your job at a high level. Um, and I think that once he uh, gets to the Big Apple, should he land there and puts his helmet on and goes to work, I think he'll be – uh, a choir boy, if you will. Greenwood, Thibodeau came off the board to seven to the New York Giants, um, a guy who could have went easily in the top ten. I've seen lots of them going in the top ten, um, but he fell to seven. Give me your position on that move there. So, yeah, there's four really, really good defensive ends in this draft. Um Thibodeau's one, Trevon Walker's one, Aiden Hutchinson's one, and then um, then Jermaine Johnson from Florida State is another one. And that's just, you know, top-end top elite measurable talents um, at the position. Uh, so 
if let's say Kayvon Thibodeau, I could even see Thibodeau going as high as two to Detroit. So getting him at seven yeah. is is a is a very good value for them and uh, for for the Giants at this point. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, the Atlanta Falcons are on the clock, and I'm not going to waste too much time talking about the Atlanta Falcons. This is a team that um, has made a change at the guard uh, for the quarterback position. Um, and for me, the, 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 the pick is simple. So with the 2022 NFL draft at pick number eight, the Atlanta Falcons select Kenny Pickett, quarterback, mm. University of Pittsburgh. Um, I think, honestly, I, I think Marcus Mariota is, is an experiment that they're going to trot out there. Um, and, and, and play for a half of the season, and then it's going to be a matter of time before Pickett gives way. Um, to me, again, I think any quarterback picked inside the top ten um, is, is significantly a stretch, but this is the Atlanta Falcons team that um, they went out last year and brought in Kenny Pitt. Uh, they, they brought in Pitts. Um, you know, you can do a little bit of different things, you know, um, in the draft, I think, if I remember correctly, they have um, some significant picks um, in rounds two through through four um, to, to, to address mm-hmm. some significant needs. And so I think they strike now and get the Matt Ryan heir apparent. Um, we don't know what's going on. Um, with, I mean, Russell Gage left the free agency. You lose Calvin Ridley case could be made that this is one of the spots where one of these receivers come off the board. Um, I've seen mocks that have, you know, Garrett Wilson uh, from Ohio State going there. I've seen mocks that have Chris Olave also from Ohio State going there. Any of the Alabama receivers, whether it's Meshi or, or, or Jamison Williams going there. So we'll see what pops off. But uh, we've had another quarterback come off the board, villain, Talk to me about Kenny Pickett to Atlanta. I I'm not going there with you. I I see I see the Falcons possibly making that pick, um, but not at eight. Um, I think a quarterback might be in their future in later in the draft. I think a, a quarterback can be had. Honestly, I'm going to be totally honest with you. I think they make a move for Baker. I really do, and I think I think. Um, you can't do much worse, Mariota or Baker, to 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 have a stopgap if you're going to do a stopgap kind of thing. Um, for me, I had at going to the Falcons at number eight. I had the first receiver going off the board in Garrett Wilson. I love this kid. I I honestly think he's better than Olave, and and it's it's close, but I think he he checks off a lot of boxes. Um, he, I mean, you know, he could, he, it's his route running that really I'm in love with. Right. Um, he, he's creative. Um, he's got some, he's got speed, um, you know, but his, he, he, he can break tackles and he, 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 he runs really good routes. So, and I think the couple of that with the fact that they're not possibly not going to have Ridley this year, I think they go receiver. I think they go with Garrett Wilson. 
you know, case could be made, you know, as I said, I definitely wouldn't be shocked if um, any of those scenarios you just laid out ended up playing, uh, whether they make a move uh, for for Baker Mayfield from Cleveland, but then you have to ask the question, um, what compensation is it going to take to to get Baker Mayfield from the Cleveland Browns? Um, I definitely can see them going after a receiver, obviously, with Calvin Ridley being suspended, Russell Gage leaving. Um, um, I can see a running back or something like that um, coming off the board, although there's really not too many backs, um, you know, projected to come out in the first round. But stranger things have happened. Um, You know, Greenwood, Kenny Pickett just went uh, to the Atlanta Falcons, um, at eight, what's your position on that one? I think Sirius just picked him at eight so that he couldn't fall to Pittsburgh and get picked there. Um, <laughs> but, um, no, I, I, I'm also not a buyer of Kenny Pickett at, uh, at pick eight either. Um, this is not a good enough draft class at the quarterback position for two to go in the top ten. Um, I would be surprised, honestly, if – two went in the entirety of the first round. Um, like, if I could – if I, I personally have a wide receiver here as well. I could also see if in this position a Charles Cross coming off the board um, because he's easily the best tackle available. Um, there is some value to be had there in the back uh, – in the top of round two. At both those positions, um, you could see – I could easily see a um, – a guy like uh, Bernard Reinman um, from Central Michigan falling to round two at the tackle position. And at wide receiver, you've got uh, guys like Sky Moore and George Pickens who will be available, or even Traylon Burks. All those guys are going to be available options for them at uh, at the top of round two. Not all of them at that pick, but one of them is going to definitely fall that far. Um, but personally, I would have put Charles Cross here or even um, maybe even Derek Stingley just because of the the problems that you face in round two at the cornerback position. Derek Stingley is still available at pick number eight. So that that's actually in this situation I probably would have went – there, honestly, enough because this is a Atlanta Falcons team that is rebuilding and is not going to be in a position, uh, or is going to be in a position at a number one quarterback next year, which which promises to be a much better quarterback class. Okay, all right. I mean, I don't hate the pick. I mean, I don't hate it. Um, with that being said, we are up to pick number nine with the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, the trade that they acquired um, from, from Denver from getting Russell Wilson, I believe. Uh, so with the Seattle Seahawks, Dylan, uh, talk to me about what Pete Carroll is going to do um, with, with Seattle. I struggled with this pick a little bit. Um, I wasn't sure which way to go. Um, I, I flip-flopped. But I, I think at the end of the day, I think this is where Jermaine Johnson, the, the edge rusher from Florida State, goes. Um, I love I love his I love his um, 
I love his upside. I think he has a little bit of... Thank you, thank you. I, I think he has a little bit to work on. Um, I think um, as far as his, his moves, um, he rushes a little too high. He, and, 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 you know, if he get if an offensive tackle gets hands on him, he has a hard time really kind of getting off. He stalls out a little bit. I've watched him at Florida State because I'm a Florida State fan. But I think he has such upside. I think he doesn't fall too – if he falls out of the top ten, he doesn't fall too far out. This is where I kind of have him slotted. It was between him or Jordan Davis. Um, I like I like both of them, but I'm going to take a risk on Jim, uh, Jonathan. Okay. I mean, Jonathan Johnson um, is a guy who – excuse me, Jermaine Johnson, excuse me, um, is a guy who actually had a little deeper in draft. I had him going 13 potentially to the Houston Texans again. However, the fact that he went a couple picks early to Seattle um, at nine, um, it, it doesn't make that big of a difference for me. I honestly think that he's going to be a tremendous pickup there in Seattle while Pete Carroll and the company tries to rebuild. Greenwood, um, talk to me about Jermaine Johnson uh, going to Seattle. Um, let me know what you think about that. Um, the two, the same two guys I was talking about for the Atlanta Falcons are also options, uh, for the Seattle Seahawks, Derek Stingley and, um, and Charles Cross. Um, in my opinion, the two best players available. I can't, I don't hate the Jermaine Johnson pick because, um, like I said, there are four, um, as far as, um, the measurables are concerned, there's four defensive ends that are, um, extremely high level in those regards, and Jermaine Johnson is the last one. So, uh, and it also happens to be a major position of need for the um, Seattle Seahawks. And with no acceptable quarterback available, um, they're going to look to build in um, in other ways. Um, I uh, just based off of their off-season moves. They haven't done anything at the offensive tackle position yet either. Um, and Dwayne Brown turns 37 soon. So having that as your blindside protector for your future um, future quarterback is kind of scary. So I personally would have went Charles Cross here, but they may be waiting for that for an, um, another year. Who knows? Okay. All right. All right. And uh, rounding out the top ten are the New York Jets. Um, I think for me, um, the New York Jets are a interesting bunch, interesting bag, if you will. Um, but I think with uh, the first round, the first pick of them uh, picking up a kneel, I think they stay on the offensive side of the ball um, and go get some toys for for the for 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 Zach Wilson to play with. And so with the 10th pick in the 2022 NFL Draft, there it is, there it is, the New York Football Jets uh, select Jamison Williams, wide receiver from Alabama. Um, I think you pairing him with Elijah Moore, um, Zach Wilson, and then you got Neil. Um, also, I believe, 
um, from from Alabama. Um, I think Robert Sala is really getting himself a tremendous guy. Um, he can definitely um, just just go get the dang on ball. And I, I, I'm very curious to see how he messes in New York um, and plays alongside with that team. Uh, we just had our second receiver come off the board, um, and Jamison Williams. Uh, villain, talk to me about uh, Williams to the Big Apple with the New York Football Jets. I absolutely love, 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 love this pick. This is exactly where I had him going. I think the only problem is the torn ACL. If he doesn't have a torn ACL, the Jets don't steal him at 10. He goes to the Texans at three, in my opinion. Um, this kid checks off a lot of boxes fast. He's got he's springy. He he can run jet sweeps and screen games. Um, he he's a home run hitter. He's arguably the best receiver in a really deep receiver draft. Um, I mean, he the only thing I think outside of the injury that you kind of look at when I've seen his games and they've called it out is that he doesn't catch with his hands a lot. He's a body catcher, so you can you can definitely see balls bouncing off his chest. But I mean. You got to catch him first. This kid is ridiculous. Um, I I love this pick, serious. I, he is going to be a jet. I think they steal him at ten. Greenwood, talk to me, man. Jamison Williams just went tenth overall uh, to the New York Jets. Um, it, lo- it looks like they're building themselves a little something, like kind of like an Alabama reunion, if you will out there in, in in New York. But talk to me, man, about the New York football Jets and picking up Jamison Williams. I really like the pick. Um, they got Evan Neal at four. They're trying to revamp the offense. That has been putrid for years. Um, I really like uh, Jamison Williams as, as a prospect. I think that it's very possible he's the best wide receiver in this draft. Um only other option for me would be Derek Stingley at uh, at cornerback, which would also be a steal at 10. Um, I think he ends up going really uh, – could be 7 to the Giants, could be uh, 8 to the Falcons. I, I, I'm really kind of surprised he's still sitting on the board, but at the end of the day, um, that, that's a perfectly fine pick, and I, I would not be surprised at all if I saw that on draft day. All right, before we move on to pick number 11, let me go ahead and recap uh, what the first 10 picks look like. We got Hutchinson going number one to the Jaguars, Walker going number two to the Lions, Gardner number three to the Houston Texans, Neil going to the New York Football Jets at four, Icky going uh, number five to the Giants. We got the first quarterback off the board, Willis going Number six to the Panthers, Kayvon comes to the Giants by pick of Mr. Mr. Villain. Kenny Pickett comes off the board next to the Atlanta Falcons. Johnson, the second, comes off the board to Seattle. Um, and then Jamison Williams runs up the top ten uh, with the New York football Jets. So before we press on, uh, let's go ahead and pay some bills real quick. Again, this show is being brought to you by the good folks of PHI Apparel. Let's pay some bills real quick. This portion of our program is brought to you by PHI Apparel Company. 
PHI Apparel Company provides unique designs and high-quality clothing for the great fans of the Philadelphia area. With their original designs for all, there's no doubt that they'll stand out in the crowd. Act now and listeners can use the promo code CHEFS for 15% off any apparel when you shop online at phiapparel.co. That's phiapparel.co. Remember to use the promo code CHEFS for 15% off. Act now while supplies last. Special thanks to PHI Apparel for sponsoring this show and many other shows here on the network. We're going to dive right into the second half a little bit of this NFL draft with the number 11 pick of being the Washington Commanders and being as I live here in the metro D.C. area. That's only right that I take this pick, man. Honestly, for me, um, there's been a lot of talk out here about um, where Washington is going to go. They're going to pick up another receiver uh, to go alongside Terry McLaurin. Or are they going to really – um, look at somebody to, to bolster their defense. And I think, honestly, talk about a steal in the draft. I think um, with the 11th pick, um, the Washington Commanders um, select. Let me turn the music real quick. There it is. There it is. Yeah, with the 11th pick, the Washington Commanders select safety Kyle Hamilton from the University of Notre Dame. I, I, I think – the fact that he is falling down draft boards really bodes well for the Washington Commanders. I think that this guy is a playmaker who can play inside the box, who can play in space, um, you know, and coverage. And when you are playing in a division where you have mobility at the quarterback position, when you got Daniel Jones and, and Dak Prescott and Jalen Hurts and um, you know, you, you got to be able to, to, to tackle in space. you got to be able to cover receivers when you talk about C.D. Lamb um, and, and the different assortment of receivers that that division has. you got to be able to, to do stuff on the back end. And I think Kyle Hamilton coming in here playing with Ron Rivera, playing in a, in a defense that is coached by Jack Del Rio um, is going to be very, very big for him. So, Dylan, your, your, your division rival, um, Washington Commanders got themselves a stud and Kyle Hamilton there at 11. Talk to me about it. I, I, I love this pick. I think this is the way to go because I think, um, you know, they, who did they have? Um, they had our old safety at um, – Yeah, they had Landon um, Collins. The Giants old – Yeah, Landon Collins. And he's just – He's a good football player, but he's not a versatile safety. You need a guy that can do multiple things, tackle at the line of scrimmage, at like a linebacker, protect the deep middle, and then, you know, cover a, a, a tight end or third receiver if possible. So Collins doesn't check that box. Kyle Hamilton does. If he slits in this draft, he's not going to go past um, – he's not going to go past the number 13, 14 pick. Um I think this is a good spot for him. I think the problem is that his pro day, he didn't, he didn't have a good pro day. He ran a 4-5 at the combine, but then ran a 4-7 at his pro day. So I think that's why his right. stock is dropping. But he is a football player, and uh, he's a good tackler. He wraps up really well. Um, watching him at Notre Dame, you know, I get a, you, know you get some of those games on, on uh, NBC and what have you. So he's a physical 
um, safety. Um, I think it's slow 40 times is what's scaring teams off uh, and getting fighting off of blocks of receivers, um, those stack blocks. So I think he has to do a little bit better job of that, but I think that can be corrected. I think he's a good athlete. He's going to be a good fit for the commanders, that trash bag of the team. <laughs> Greenwood, talk to me, man. Um, Kyle Hamilton goes 11 off the board to the Washington commanders. Um, I, I I don't like real talk. I, I live here. If Kyle Hamilton is sitting there and they don't draft him, then I may have to come search for me because I may be hiding out somewhere because this town is going to go crazy. We're talking about Kyle Hamilton, <laughs> um, eleven to to Washington. Um, I think it's a perfectly fine pick. Their secondary was putrid last year. Um. I've also heard um, rumblings of a Garrett Wilson with um, mm-hmm. Terry McLaurin potentially wanting a trade. Um, I'm I'm still going to beat the drum for uh, for Stingley as well, who um, who would who would help at the corner position. I do believe yeah. that safety is a little bit deeper. Um, there's definitely the uh, the kid from Penn State as well as Lewis Sign from Georgia, who are potentially available, going to be available in that second-round area. Um, but Kyle Hamilton is consider- widely considered one of the best prospects in the draft, so I can't hate on the pick. Okay, Greenwood, the Minnesota Vikings are on the clock at 12. Um they can go in multiple different directions here, but go ahead and talk to me about what the Minnesota Vikings do here at 12. So if if the board falls this way, um, the Minnesota Vikings are going to run to – it's going to take him five seconds to make the pick, um, and the pick is in. Oh, was, there we go. I got you. I got you. <laughs> the, uh, with the 12th pick of the um, the – 2022 NFL Draft, the Minnesota Vikings take Derek Stingley Jr., the cornerback out of LSU. Um, It's value meets need. Um, this is a this is a team that was one of the um, worst pass defenses. In the NFL, um, they've been trying the corpse of uh, of several different cornerbacks out there every single year, and they still get picked apart by Aaron Rodgers and even the Detroit Lions at times, which if you're getting picked apart by Jared Goff, then you do need help at the cornerback position. So uh, at this point, it just makes good sense to um to take him and if it wasn't for the injury i'm sure i would be willing to um expect him to have uh a battle with Ahmad garner for the number one corner position but injuries happen and it's based off of potential that you saw from his junior year but it's definitely worth a pick here i don't hate it I really don't hate it. I, I've seen mocks of him coming off the board as early as seven to the um, to the Giants. There, uh, Zillow went a different direction. 
Uh, Bill and Stingley came off the board to the Minnesota Vikings at 12. Talk to me. Yeah, that's where I have him going. I don't see him dipping past the Vikings. I think he might go a little earlier um, by chance, depending on if people trade up or trade out. But I think this is a good good fit for him. I think um, – I think, like, just like I think Kyle Hamilton's a good fit for the, te- the Texans because they need help in the secondary, I think this is a good pick for um, for the Vikings. I was thinking I, – I was flirting with McDuffie, but I think uh-huh. to, to, um, to Greenwood's point, I like Stingley here out of LSU. Um, he's got the size. He's got speed. He's super athletic. Um, you know, he's a really good man to man coverage guy. Um, so I, I think this is a I think this is where um he goes. He's just gotta stay healthy. Um two years of injuries, he's got he can't he's gotta stay healthy, but I think this is a good pick for him. Actually I agree with you there. Uh, um villain uh the Houston Texans, man, are back on the clock, man, at thirteen. I, I did the first one. Go ahead and knock out the second one, Lennon. Yeah, this one was a little um, was a little shaky for me. Uh, Texans are very busy uh, in this draft, right? Um, yeah, I think they do have one. a need at. Yeah, exactly. um, they they I think they do need a lot of help in the secondary. I thought that Kyle Hamilton, if he drops past the Commanders, he can go here. I still think uh-huh. they need safety help. I'm going Daxton Hill out of Michigan. Um, hit my music. He's just versatile, serious. I, he he can play the yeah. corner or the safety. He that's what you need out of the secondary guys that can do a lot of different things in the nickel and in the dime. Um, he checks those boxes. He's super athletic. Um, he's a He's got some good speed for uh, safety. Um, he checks a lot of boxes so that if they're if like single if if, if one of those corners are off the board and you needed a guy that's a Swiss Army knife that you really needed a corner, you don't get Stingley, you don't get uh, Gardner. I think Hill checked a lot of those boxes. I'm taking him at at this pick. If 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 the Texans stay at this pick. Okay, so you went with Hale out of Michigan. I, I, again, I'm not mad at it. Greenwood talked to me. Hill just went to the Houston Texans um, from from University of Michigan. Uh, you heard explanations that GM Jordan gave. What say you, sir? I think Daxon Hill is a bit of a reach here at at 13. Um, I think that it's entirely possible that he falls out of the first round entirely. Um, there, I, I would even think of Trent McDuffie over him, to be uh, to be mm-hmm. completely honest with you. Um, the Houston Texans, I, I imagine, um, have to go best player available with the pick at Ahmad Garner at three. Um, they have um, some potential for a. Um, a Garrett Wilson maybe because their mm-hmm. wide receivers aren't particularly good. Jordan Davis 
I could see if they wanted to really bulk up the the defensive line. Um, mm-hmm. There, there's a lot of. I mean, take your pick. I, I, but you know, sometimes that happens in real life too. In the draft, sometimes major reaches happen, and you, and if there's a team that you're gonna, that's gonna take the WTF pick, I would not be surprised if it's the Texans. Okay, all right. Um, with that being said, the Baltimore Ravens are on the clock, and since it's my division, uh, I'll take care of these, 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 these bums. Man. The Baltimore Ravens do two things very, very well. They run the football, and they're the number one ranked defense in stopping the run. I don't foresee them trying to go get a wide receiver because it's outside of their nature, so I'm going to leave the wide receivers alone. And with that, the 2022 Baltimore Ravens um, select uh, Jordan Davis. I think Jordan Davis from the University of Georgia comes off the board here. Uh, it just fits. You know, you bring back Calais Campbell on a one-year deal. He's kind of getting up in years. Um and you bring in the big space eater, you know, six foot six, three hundred and forty one pound guy to just clog up space and make things very, very easy for your linebackers to scrape and run to the football. Uh so it wouldn't shock me one bit if Jordan Davis uh comes off the board here to the Baltimore Ravens at fourteen. Um Greenwood, I'm gonna double back to you, man. Jordan Davis came off the board to the Ravens. At 14, talk to me. There's not been a man that athletic at that size in the NFL draft in a long, long time. Um, like, this is this is a solid 10 on the RAS scale, um, which is, which is um, for those who don't know, the, the relative athletic score. When we're talking about all – this is all-time – athleticism at the nose tackle position. So it does not surprise me at all that they're going to go for that as their um, first round pick. Villain, man, you know how much this pains me as a fellow fan to, 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 to make this pick. I, I would have much rather gave them a punter or something like that. Um, but honestly, Jordan Davis checks every box for me um, as, as, a, as an analyst. And if you look at how the Baltimore Ravens play uh, defense and look at the division that they're in. Um, you know, the fact that this dude was putting up wide receiver-like numbers at the, at the combine on the 40, um, I think if Jordan Davis falls, um, I don't think Carbone and company waste any time. I think they run to the podium with the pick and personally go back there and shake his hand. Um, I think Jordan Davis is the pick here. If if the Ravens don't pick a receiver and they pass on this kid, there's gonna be smoke in the city. All right, I this Jordan Davis is Georgia has freaks at, at the defensive line, and he is one of them. He is mm-hmm. a long term starter. He is a classic like nose tackle for, for technique that gets his hands in the ground, but he's so quick and so He's got, you know, he's just, he's so athletic for his size. It's freaky. Um, he's got to, I think he's got to win some battles 
uh, in the trenches. I saw him kind of get held up against uh, Alabama linemen in the championship game. Um, I think that's one of his problems. Um, you know, I think he's got to be—he's got to win with his quickness, um, and, and he's got to—he's got to get a quick first out of that four technique. But if somebody can harness that, this is going to be a steal of the draft. And you saw the—I think the Ravens did get bludgeoned by the run a, a little bit this year, right? Mm-hmm. Um, they had some trouble yeah. at, at the defensive line. So this is a good pick. It's a perfect fit for them. I, I agree with you. Right, right. So um, we're going to press on because we got some fun fun teams coming up. And with the new uh, Philadelphia Eagle fan in the building, Greenwood, talk to me about what the Eagles do right there at the thing. <laughs> so uh, the, the Philadelphia Eagles are a really interesting team. Um, there are a bunch of ways they could go. I believe um, that – you know, uh, Fletcher Cox is getting on the back foot of his career. Um, at, even though he was re-signed uh, back in 2016 to a six-year contract, so it's um, so this would be, I believe, the last year of that contract. So, but uh, a replacement, Devonta Wyatt, is a possibility here. But what they really need is a wide receiver and a cornerback. Um, And with the 15th pick in the 2022 NFL draft, the Philadelphia Eagles select Trent McDuffie, cornerback out of Washington. Interesting. Uh, The reason why I'm doing that instead of the wide receiver at this point is because there are three wide receivers on the board that the Eagles would be happy with and only two picks available um, that uh, are only two picks in between them and their next pick at 18. So they could get Drake London, mm-hmm. Garrett Wilson, or Chris Olave with that 18th pick, and I'm sure they would be happy with any one of those. Okay, so honestly, for me, McDuffie um, is, is, is a great pick. Actually, um, I did have a receiver coming off the board. Um, and, and my personal mock, um, as you all know, my wife's an Eagles fan, and um, she didn't agree with me because she said literally this would be, I think, the third or fourth year in a row that the Eagles have selected um, a wide receiver in the first round, um, and they're, they're, they're still searching um, for that number That's why you got to keep picking them. Um, well, very much so, but, I mean, listen, I mean, whomever's selecting them, um, is doing a horrible job. But honestly, I think if Chris Olave comes off the board here, if if you get uh, a Garrett Wilson come off the board here, um, I would even reach for, for Messi um, with, with the understanding that he's going to sit. Um, but that, that that's how I would have played it. But, you know, villains – uh, talk about your 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 second favorite team in, in the world and the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, you know, we went we just saw McDuffie come up the board here. Would that have been a move you made, or would you have gone somewhere different? I see what I see what Greenwood's saying. I I don't disagree with him. I just feel McDuffie drops in the draft for no reason other than there's just a lot of talent in this draft um, and other needs at other positions. I think the Eagles go receiver. I think they go Drake London out of USC. 
Um, I think he's the okay. best at number fifteen. Um, but I do. I I don't. I don't. I don't not see McDuffie going at this at this level because of the way the Eagles picks kind of fall out. But I think there are receivers that are going to go off the board in this fifteen to twenty range, um, and I think London's going to be that guy. Okay, not a, not not a problem at all. Well, villain, uh, we're going to roll the ball back to you, sir. The New Orleans Saints are on the on the clock at sixteen. Um, you know, we, 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 we tried to get, you know, Mr. Harvey in the building to pick for a squad, but, you know, he's doing other things. So why don't you go ahead and, you know, make the pick for him. Yeah, the Saints have um, some needs at um, offensive tackle and receiver. I think they go receiver. I think they get Chris Olave from uh, Ohio State. I mean, he's got Thank you. Um, the guy's a stud. I think he's such a he's such a unique talent. Some I saw some mocks had him dropping um, all the way to the at the back end of the first round. I don't see it. I think he's a guy that he screams. You got to take him, and, and it, the Saints have a definite need. Um, I think they take him at, at number sixteen. Okay, so Olave comes off the board at sixteen. Uh, I, I listen. I, I love love. Love the pick there. Um, and here's the thing. I, I wouldn't be shocked if Olave, and I said this early, it is the first receiver off the board just because his availability and the fact that he looks like a guy who can literally dodge raindrops. You know, he gets open and right running mm-hmm. and it's second to none. We all saw how quick he was at the combine um, and everything. So Chris Olave uh, going 16 to the Saints is, is literally a skill for them. Greenwood, talk to me about Chris Olave, man. Uh, to the Saints, I, I kind of like it, man. I kind of like it. Um, yeah, I mean, wide receiver is a major need for them. Um, and they've also got Michael Thomas, who has been disgruntled for years and has been rumored to be on the trade block along with every other wide receiver who wants a new contract. Um so Chris Olave definitely makes sense here, but I I would, if I were a betting man, I would say that Chris Olave is not even the first Ohio State uh, Buckeye wide receiver to be selected in the 2022 NFL draft. I think Garrett Wilson will be selected above Olave, in my opinion. Okay, I'm not mad at the pick there. I'm not mad at the pick there. So um, the LA Chargers are on the clock. Um, I'm going to go ahead and, and, and take this one. And, you know, you are playing in a very, 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 very loaded um, division where you have, you know, Kansas City Chiefs. you got the Denver Broncos that are doing different things. Um, so you really need defense, if you will. Um, and honestly, if you are the the, the Chargers, um, I think they they reach here. I think they reach here and secure a defensive player. Um, and with the L.A. Chargers on the clock in the 2022 NFL Draft, there's my music. I think the Chargers select Devin Lloyd, linebacker from the University of mm. Utah. I think, here's the thing, 
I think you have to get to a place um, if you're the L.A. Chargers where defense is priority one. Um, you go out and you make the big splashes and you get, you know, Jackson and you bring over Khalil Mack and you got Bosa, but you need more. You you know the division that you're playing in. You know the road to the Super Bowl, you're going to have to deal with Buffalo and what they have to – what they have to deal with. And so you need more bodies that can attack and apply pressure on your quarterback. And I think Lloyd checks all the boxes. He's a speed guy. He's, um, you know, he can get to the point, uh, uh, he can get to the ball. Um, he, he, he attacks downhill. Um, and he would be a tremendous rotational piece. I think you also help him out on, on, on special teams a little bit. But, Dylan, uh, talk to me about Devin Lloyd out of Utah uh, going a little higher than most people thought. Um, I've seen mocks with him, you know, going as, as, as pick 27 um, to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But I think with McDuffie being off the board, uh, with, you know, the, the major corners being off the board, you really got to solidify that that defensive front and that front seven, and I think um, Lloyd does that. Talk to me. I like Lloyd. Um, not at this pick. I had him going to the Eagles. Um, he, you're right. He does do a good job shedding blocks. Um, defensive Player of the Year for the Pac-12. Um, I think he has to get better in pass coverage. I think it's a work in progress. He's getting better. Um, I don't see it as a reach for the Chargers because I think this is right around where he goes. I had Cross dropping and the Chargers picking up Cross because there is pass rushers galore in this division. Like every team has has team has guys that can come after you, and they got to protect their investment, like uh, Tony Montana said in Scarface. So they got to protect uh, the, the Justin Herbert. I think they go Cross. Or, or maybe even they, they go Trevor Penning if, if Cross goes earlier. But, I, I mean, I have him at, at offensive lineman. But I think, I think Lloyd is a, is a really good pick, and I think he does go around this, this time. I like the Penning move. Um, I, I, I like the Cross move. I, I, like the, I, I like where your head's at with, you know, offensive line and protecting Justin Herbert and opening up holes for, for Eckler. Um, I, I get it, but again, my position is is listen, Brad. You got to be able to stop some people in, in this league. You know, defense wins championships, mm-hmm. um, and so uh, I, I really want to. That, that's been the biggest bugaboo for the Chargers for forever. You know, they they've had yeah. awesome offenses. Um, but they haven't been able to stop anybody. And, you know, I, I, I think the coach, you know, had a taste of humble pie this year, and he's not going to roll the dice and go for it on fourth down and his own end and understand that, um, you know, your best team is playing, you know, the, together as a team. And I think a little bit as to the reason why he was doing that is because he didn't have as much faith in his defense as one would hope. Um, so I, I definitely um, – Think they go defense here, yeah, especially with the moves that they made already. Greenwood, talk to me. Lloyd goes to the Chargers. How do you feel about it? Um, I'm, I, 
I'm with the villain and thinking that Charles Cross would have been the pick here. I I think that's the floor for Charles Cross as far as how far he he uh, dropped in reality. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I don't I don't hate the Devin Lloyd pick either. Um, but I think that protecting your um, your future star quarterback from this division is probably the best way to go. But once again, Devin Lloyd. I could easily see him going as high as 15 to the Eagles, and as and I think his absolute floor is probably uh, probably somewhere in the 20s. So it's probably at the higher end for me as to uh, where he goes, but I don't I don't hate it at all. All right, all right, that's that, that's good. We're gonna press on, man. Villain. Um, I gave Greenwood the first Eagles pick, so I'm going to give the second one to you at pick 18. Um, talk to me about what your favorite division team does uh, here at, at 18. Uh, first of all, Eagles suck. Um, I hate the Eagles. I hate everything about them. I hate their fans. Uh, I love their wife, but I hate the Eagles fans. Um, I think this is where Devin Lloyd goes. So I had the I had it flipped a little bit. Um, I think – they definitely need have a need at linebacker. Um, I think they kind of got exposed, especially in coverage, um, against the 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 Bucks in the playoffs. So, um, and I watching them uh, against the Giants, it's just linebackers tackling. They had a lot of problems there. So I think Lloyd is where they go. Um, I could see them going receiver um, late, like like Greenwood said, and maybe using the 16th pick to to get Lloyd. Um, or a cornerback like um, McDuffie, if he's still there, who I think he's the number two on the board. Uh, Kenyon Green, um, not Ken, uh, Kylo Gordon, I mean, um, is another guy. But I think they go Lloyd at this pick. And the Eagles. Uh, Lloyd's been taken. Okay, so Lloyd was taken So, so Lloyd was picked by the Chargers. So, do you have somebody else that? could potentially go there to to the Eagles? No, I said Lloyd. That's what I have. I don't care what you have. Oh, wow, wow. And so, 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 to, to, to the Eagles. Okay. Greenwood, um, if you were to pick um, here at, at this pick, knowing that Lloyd is already off the board, would you – where would you go? Um, so there's <laughs> – so there's two players that are that, – that there's actually three players at the top of my list. Uh, George Karloffis, uh, the um, defensive end for Purdue. Um mm-hmm. I could see a lot of potential there for for it to be the pick. I've, I've seen mocks where he goes as high as the top ten over like a Jermaine Johnson, and uh, but there's also Jake uh, Drake London from U, the wide receiver from USC who's available still. Who I haven't never I haven't seen any mocks having him fall past fifteen, and Garrett Wilson, the wide receiver from Ohio State, that's also still available. Yeah. Who I yeah, yeah. don't think I've seen fall this far either. So, with that said, I think I'm going to go with Drake London. I think that the Eagles light would like him more. Uh, 
as as a compliment to Devonta Smith. So that's what the pick is going to be here. Okay, I should, I don't I, I don't like either pick to be honest with you, but um, yeah, Greenwood. Yeah, thank you for being a a, a a a real draft guy. You know what I'm saying? I I have no idea what my co-host is doing over there. You know, taking the player who was drafted <laughs> before him. I swear, man, he, he wasn't drafted on my board. He wasn't drafted on my board. So you got to zig on people's ag, man. Got to zig on people's ag. With that being said, with that being said, the New Orleans Saints are on the on 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 the clock here at twenty. Uh, Greenwood, talk to me about what the Saints do right here at nineteen, man. Um, there's a lot of different options for them, but talk to me about what the Saints do. So they picked Chris Olave at 16, so wide receiver's probably out for them. Um, quarterback is a major need, but there's not one that um, that's really worth the pick. If I And there's going to be plenty available in round two that are probably all going to fall down to the Saints in the round two. So I think I'm going to go with Charles Cross here, um, the offensive tackle. They're going to have to rebuild the offensive line, and really, even if um, even if they don't get a quarterback here, if they suck enough, they will eventually find themselves at the top of a better quarterback class next year. So I'm going to go with Charles Cross here to um, to solidify that offensive line. I don't hate the pick. I mean, I, I'm looking at one of the several mocks now, and you know, Cross. Um, in this particular one, is uh, projected to go six overall to the Carolina Panthers. So the fact that he slid all the way down uh, to 19 um, is it, spectacular. Villain, talk to me about the pick 19. Cross finally came off the board. Uh, we've been pump taking this for a while, and he finally came off the board at 19 to the Saints. Talk to me about it. I already had him off my board. So, I, I mean, I don't know what you guys are doing. You're not paying attention to the villain. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Listen, um, if, if the two big tackles go um, before the Giants, the Giants will take Cross. But if the Giants don't take Cross, this is probably where he goes, um, right in this range to the Saints or, or, or to the Chargers. So, I had, I had the tackles. I had the Giants getting one of the big tackles. And then I have um, Penning going to the Saints. But I think Cross is a great pick. And, um, you know, I think he checks off a lot of boxes. Um, for the Saints, they have a really big need at tackle. I think they lost um, the big guy. Um, they lost Armstead. Armstead, right. So I, could, I, I almost had his name in my I could I just couldn't get it out. Um, so I think they do have to replace him. Um you know, I think the problem why Cross doesn't go ahead of Neil and Aquanu is his technique. Um, he struggles um, when when he gets when he gets in trouble. He abandons technique. So um, you know, and locking on the defender. But I think that can kind of be corrected. I think he is a big body. He has a lot of good talent. Um, this is I think this is a good spot in this. 16 to 20 range. I think that's a good area for him to get drafted. Okay. So, um, the Steelers are on the clock at 20. Um, 
I, I'm not going to even pump fake and try to be funny with this, but there is two glaring needs that my squad has. Um, and I've been very, very upfront and honest with everybody about it. And um, with the 20th pick and the 2022 NFL draft, the Pittsburgh Steelers select Devontae Wyatt, defensive tackle out of Georgia. Um, for me, gentlemen, um, y'all, y'all saw my Facebook post. Um, I've been very, very upfront and honest about wanting to get better um, on, on, on our interior and our defense and offensive line. Um, ideally, um, I've gone back and forth whether I want Jordan Davis or, or Wyatt. Um, and I landed on Wyatt because of the versatility that he brings. Um, he can play nose. He can play um, any of the other two tight tackle spots. Um, and I just think that with the situation at hand, um, Tyson Abualu, uh coming back off the injury, we don't know the status of a Stephon Tulek. Cam Hayward is box office and as good as advertised, but um, – Lord forbid he gets himself nicked up or something like that. Devontae Wyatt is a guy who I honestly believe is going to be able to slide in and play a significant role in that rotation um, for us. So I got Devontae Wyatt being our first-round selection there at 20 coming off the board to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, Greenwood, talk to me about Devontae Wyatt to the Steelers. I, I like Devontae Wilde a lot. Um, he reminds me a lot of Fletcher Cox when he was coming out in the draft. He's a, he's a very similar style player. Um, so I, I think that he'll be uh, in, an end for your uh, for the for a 3-4 scheme or in a 3-tech in a 4-3. Um, I definitely don't hate the pick. If I were picking in this situation – I would have seriously considered Garrett Wilson um, at this pick, or I think tackle is also a um, a major need for the um, for the Pittsburgh Steelers. And pick your flavor there: um, Rainman, um, uh, Tyler Smith from Tulsa, or Trevor Penning from Northern Iowa. All would have been proper picks here as well. Villain, talk to me, man. Um, still a select, you know, Wyatt there from Georgia. There's still a significant need um, at, the, at, at the nose and the three technique on defense. Um, um, talk to me about how you feel about it. Talk to me, man. Listen, I like this pick for the Steelers. I don't think this is who they pick. Um, I think they, they get Willis. Uh, quarterback from Liberty, but if they don't go quarterback, so <laughs> um, you you just never sat. You're never happy. You don't you don't like anything they do. Really, to be honest with you, I mean, what are we? Who are we fooling? Devont Devontae Wyatt is a freaky athlete, right? He can play one to two to three technique, right? Um, he he wins with first step. His, his he's got really good hands. I think his only weakness, I think, which he will get a lot of help from his guys there and TJ Watt in, in company, 
is really learning how to diversify his moves. He doesn't have a lot of moves in the inside, and he didn't need it because that defensive line was so good. He he really was going one-on-one a lot of times. So I think he needs to win with multitudes of moves, using his hands a little bit more instead of his first step. Um, but he's got he's, – he's, he is strong. He wins with power, and he gets off the ball quick. So – um, this is a good pick for them. Um, I, I really think they'll go quarterback, but I think, and I was kind of, I have Devontae Wyatt slotted in the next pick, but I like this pick for the Steelers. Okay. All right. So Devontae Wyatt comes off the board there at 20. Steelers were next up to pick number 21. Villain, talk to me about what the New England Patriots do there at 21. I, I, I have Wyatt, um, Wyatt at this pick, um, but if he's off the board, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to go with a reach. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say that they the go uh, edge rusher in George Kalafis. Yeah, Kalafis, whatever. I can't say it, but you know what I'm talking about. Carl Lafis, whatever. I'll keep butchering it all day. I don't know. Um, I, I, I think they need some, they need edge rushers. And I think he kind of checks a lot of boxes for them. I think he's, um, he's like a, he's a pro style, a college level, uh, Kyle, uh, Ryan Kerrigan. Um, you know, he's athletic, he's powerful. Um, he has, he has a really good, I think he, you look at him and if you just saw him, you said he's a defensive end. Like he has that body, he has that build to him. I think he needs a little bit to be a little bit stronger in his bull rush. Um, you know, I think he he I think he, he relies on his talent and not on skills. Like I think you know he 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 it's kind of hard. Like he he does well against college kids because he's better than most of them. I think at the NFL you don't get away with that. You have to you have to be smart. You have to be crafty. You have to get off a of block and get there in less than three seconds. So I think that's what he needs to learn. Um, but I like I I think he's a reach, but I, I I can see it. I mean I'm not mad at it. I mean I had him coming off the board significantly later. Um, actually, just a pick mm-hmm. later to the Arizona Cardinals at twenty twenty three. Uh, so two percent of the mm-hmm. Arizona Cardinals twenty three, but. The fact that he went, you know, right there at 21 to the Patriots doesn't come as a shock to me, especially knowing the pedigree of doing the Patriots. Greenwood, uh, George um, from Purdue, Edge Brusher, came off the board at 21. Um, Dylan said it was a reach, but in all actuality, I don't think it really is. Talk to me about it. I agree with you, Sirius. I don't think that uh, George Karloff is, uh from Purdue coming off at 21 is, is a particular reach at all, um, especially, like, he. I definitely consider him one of the second-level um, defensive ends in, um, in this draft. He's not on the same level as, like, a Jermaine Johnson or a Aiden Hutchinson or Trevon Walker or what have you, um, but he's, he's definitely – Solidly in that second tier with, um, uh, oh, I'm not even going to attempt the the young man from uh, Penn State, <laughs> um, or even a, a Nick Bonito, 
uh, from Oklahoma, mm-hmm. who, I, who I'm a bit higher on than um, than most people are. So I think Karloff is here mm-hmm. um, is, is good because the the New England Patriots just don't pick wide receivers at um, right. in, in the first round. I don't know why. It's probably because every time they have, they have sucked. But that that is right. what it is. <laughs> All right, so. We're going to press on the Green Bay Packers as they're at 22. Uh, Greenwood, talk to me about what the Green Bay Packers do there at 22. If the Green Bay Packers do not select Garrett Wilson at this pick, Aaron Rodgers is going to yeah. just bury himself in a, uh, in a hole and never leave. So Garrett Wilson is the pick. Yeah. And I, I would be so upset if this happens. Like, this should not happen. Garrett, Garrett Wilson should not fall all the way to 22 and definitely not to the Green Bay Packers. As a former Lions fan and a fan of no team right now, mm-hmm. the, the Lions. Garrett, uh, just, it, it would just pain <laughs> my soul because as, even though I don't like a, any individual team, I hate the Green Bay Packers. So somebody has some, please, Pittsburgh, you don't need Devontae Wyatt. You need Garrett Wilson. All right. That's what you need. Nah, 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 nah. I need. You just lost Juju. You need another wide receiver. We're getting worse. You know what? You see my Facebook post. You know what I'm doing in the second round. You know what we're doing in the second round. You don't see my Facebook post today. I'm going to get my guy and then say John Johnson. That's what I want in the second round. To replace Juju. I digress. So. (laughs) <laughs> so, honestly, gentlemen, um, the 23rd pick is the Arizona Cardinals. We can go a plethora of different ways with the Arizona Cardinals, but for me, it comes down to a couple of things. Um, and I think that the guy they end up landing on is Traylon Burks, the wide receiver from Arkansas. I, I think, you know, with the with the departure uh, of of, you know, Christian Kirk um, and the the plethora and the question marks surrounding Kyler Murray. You want to surround him potentially with more weapons and more offense. And this guy out of Arkansas um, is, is a guy who is a perimeter guy. He's a jump-go-get-it type of guy out of Arkansas. I think that you pair him with DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, you go. You had Rondell Moore last year. You bring back uh, James Conner on, on and your running back position, and your Cliff Kingsbury. You set yourself up to you know be formidable once again um, in in the NFC. So Traylon Burks, in my opinion, um, is, is going to be the pick here. To me, Greenwood about Traylon Burks to the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, um. Not where I would have went. I understand the pick, um, but I think that they have plenty of decent wide receivers already on that team, and I think they're just going to reload. And honestly, Christian Kirk wasn't even the second-best wide receiver on that football team, um, honestly, in my opinion. Rondell Moore. So I would (laughs) – what's that? Rondell Moore was the second-best receiver? I, I, I would say so, yeah. Um, okay. So Tyler Lindenbaum would have been a pick for me. Um, 
I think that Zion Johnson would have been a pick for me just to solidify the offense, that interior offensive line that was really bad um, this past offseason. And value would have also been there as well. Uh, Andrew Booth could have been um, a the cornerback from Clemson. Is definitely a, a thought there at 23 as well. That's probably where um, I would have thought probably Tyler Lindenbaum would have been my guy at center at 23. I don't hate the pick, to be honest with you. I mean, he's a guy who I'm actually keeping my eye on uh, as a Steeler fan. Um, you know, saying I love offensive line versatility. If you listen to Tomlin, um, he also is a fan of offensive line versatility. Um, and right now we have four guys that can play center. You know, he can also kick it out and play guard as well. Um, you, we all know that those big athletes up front go down all the time, and we need to be able to roll the next person out there. So I, I don't I, I don't hate the pick. Um, Dylan, talk to me um, about uh, Burks going to the uh, Arizona Cardinals, and what, what would you have done there? Yeah, I had Burks going to the Packers, so I had him going a pick ahead. Um, not mm-hmm. a terrible pick. Um, I had the Cardinals going defense at this pick um, with a reach, a really big reach. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't even want to say the name because you guys are just yelling at me. Um, <laughs> I'll say it, David Ojabo. I had him go with David Ojabo yep. from Michigan. Um, even though he tore wow. his Achilles, I think he, he is a reach, but I think he he is a pretty good player. They do need help on the defensive line, so um, that's where I had them kind of um, going. Um, but, listen, I think Traylon Burks, this is a good spot for him to go right in this range in the draft. There's so many good receivers mm-hmm. in the draft, and Dotson will not drop to the Steelers in the second round. Book it. I'm gonna need, I'm I'm gonna need to stop that immediately, sir. I'm gonna need to stop that immediately. That's all I'm <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And because I hate you so much, you know what I'm saying? The Dallas Cowboys are on the clock. Villain, talk to me about the Cowboys at 24. I had I you know at first I had um, the Iowa center Lindenbaum going here. I changed my mind. I went Zion Johnson, Boston College all offensive yeah. yeah, yeah. uh, lineman. Um, I think he I think he checks the boxes. I think they definitely help on the offensive line. I don't see them not picking offensive line. I think they could use a little bit more defense, but they got to protect um, they got to protect Dak. I think the offensive linemen are getting a little older. Um, they do have Smith coming back, but in Martin, but I think they do need a little bit more help. Zion Johnson checks a lot of boxes. This is where I think he goes. Yeah, I actually as much as I want to harass you for picking a, a smart pick for the Dallas Cowboys. I think this is where uh, he lands, honestly, for me. Um, if any of these offensive linemen, um, like, again, I, I, I understand this a lot. This, this, this draft, especially the first round, I can see a lot of offensive line and defensive linemen come yep. off the board. Um, and I think Zion Johnson is a guy who – um, can go, you know, significantly early, but if the if the draft falls, the way the to fall, I could definitely Dallas Cowboys. Greenwood, talk to me, man. The Dallas Cowboys just picked up Boston College offensive guard Zion Johnson. Um, decent pick, or do you feel that they would do something different here? 
Um, yeah, I think that's a perfectly fine pick. Uh, I, I personally would have went Lindenbaum, Linderbaum from Iowa, but it's six one half dozen the other. Honestly, they have mm. a major need at interior offensive line. Um, they have always prioritized offense over defense, so I don't think uh, I don't think they really go linebacker or defensive line here, especially with how the board fell for them. I don't see anything of, of value there as with Karloffis off the board, which could have been the pick there. Um, and honestly, in my opinion, I think Devin Lloyd actually falls to the uh, the Dallas Cowboys pick here at 24 in my own personal mock draft. Mm-hmm. So, uh, okay. but no, uh, as the board as the board falls, Zion Johnson is a perfectly fine pick. All right. Well. With that being said, pick number 25 um, comes to the Buffalo Bills. Greenwood, talk to me about what the Buffalo Bills do at 25. Buffalo Bills, the board was not kind to them. Um, I imagine if the board fell the way it did, that the um, the Buffalo Bills would try to trade up um, with somebody to try to get Garrett Wilson. But it doesn't turn out that way. So with the 25th pick of the 2022 NFL draft, the Buffalo Bills do a little bit of a reach and select Sky Moore, wide receiver from Western Michigan. Okay, so you got them going receiver here. Huh, all right. Um, Dylan, Sky Moore just came off the board to the Bills. Um, I can kind of see how Greenwood brain works that, but what say you, sir? I, I, I'm not sure sure I would have went wide receiver here, but what say you about Sky March of the Bills? Um, I don't see it. I, 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 I can understand why they, he would think they would go receiver. I think if they don't get the corner that they want, I think they trade out of this pick. Um, to be honest with you, but if they keep this pick, I have Kyler Gordon going. Um, but I can see I can see why Greenwood says they they would go receiver. It, it it's such a deep class. I don't think it's a wasted pick. Um, I just mm-hmm. don't think I think the priority is coverage, especially um, within this this conference with the receivers that are, are are and in their division. Right, they have. You know, they have Hill now that they got to face twice a year. Um, the Jets probably will get a good receiver. Um, you know, and, and obviously there's just receivers galore in this conference, especially when you get deeper in the playoffs. I can, I think if they don't get – if they don't get McDuffie or Gordon mm-hmm. – if they don't get McDuffie, they'll go Gordon. If they don't get either of those guys, they'll trade back. Okay. All right, and um, and Andrew Titans. Booth was still available, so that probably should have yeah. been the pick. But I already made my pick, yeah. so yeah. it is what it is. <laughs> yeah, the Tennessee Titans are on the clock at twenty six. Um, I think for the Tennessee Titans, there's a lot of question marks surrounding both their offensive and defensive line. Uh, this is a team that um, really got beat in the trenches, um, and I think. That again, with the draft being as deep as it is um, in the interior, 
I think this is the pick they go. So with the 26th pick in the 2022 NFL Draft, the Tennessee Titans select Kenyon Green, offensive uh, guard from the University of Texas A&M. I think this is a slam dunk pick for, for the Tennessee Titans for a couple of reasons. Um, I think, honestly, it, it checks a, a much-needed box and interior offensive line. Um, it makes things very, very easy. It should make things very, very easy for Ryan Tannehill and Derrick Henry to, to you know, get time to throw the football and Derrick Henry to, to, to not make contact as soon as he touches the football. Um, so I, I think any offensive lineman um, that is available can be a candidate here. I went with Kenyon Green because I think he fits, but let's not really, let's not forget that um, Trevor Penning is still available out of Iowa. He wasn't put in the Sports City Chefs mock draft, and I can really see him um, coming here as well. So I'm 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 I'm, I'm keep the pick as as Kenyon Green, but if Penning is available, um, case could be made that this is where he goes. Uh, Green, talk to me about uh, Kenyon Green going to the Tennessee Titans at 26. Um, another great pick at guard. I think there's going to be a, quite a run at interior offensive line because that seems to be the biggest need for a lot of teams in the back half of the draft. Um, I, they could always look to um, to reload at uh, the edge rush position if one happens to be available, but there's not really. Um, I mean, we could see the young man. I, I'm going to re-mention the young man from Penn State, uh, Arnold. Uh, Sirius, help me out with the, the last name of that young man. <laughs> um, but at the end of the day, it's, it's a very good pick in my opinion, and especially with all the wide receivers gone, I I definitely see where you went with it. Talking about Arnold Abitakay. Yeah, there we go. Yep, yeah. that that's guy. that that guy. that guy, that guy, <laughs> that guy, that guy. All right, villain, uh, talk to me about Kenyon Green at twenty six to the Tennessee Titans. I agree with the pick there. Or would you have done something different? Well, I love that pick. I think that's exactly where they need to go. They need help all over that offensive line. They really need help at quarterback. Um, if you ask my, my honest opinion, but there's no help in this draft. Um, at 26, I think there's a lot of good value still left at the at this pick. I think Rearman, Rearman from Central Michigan is a nice pickup. Um, but I, I think um, Kenyon Green, I think he will be there. I think he's a good pick for them and to, to start shoring up that, that line. All right, villain. Tampa Bay Buccaneers at 27. Uh, talk to me about what Thomas Brady and, you know, the new Buccaneers organization does at 27. Yeah, they need a corner. They need cornerback help desperately, right? Um, I think their their secondary was decimated last year with injury and it got exposed, especially in the, the playoff game against the Rams. Um, offensive line might be a, 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 an area of need, but they picked up Shaq uh, Mason in the offseason. So I'm going cornerback. Mm-hmm. I have Trent McDuffie dropping here. For whatever reason, I just feel McDuffie's going to drop. But if he doesn't drop, which I, I, 
I really don't think he will. I think Booth is probably the kid that they'll, they'll pick up. But they definitely, if they don't go corner at this pick, I think everybody needs to get fired. So who was your pick? I have Andrew Booth. But I think, yeah, but I think Booth is the guy that they'll that'll drop to them. I think McDuffie will go before this. Okay. All right. Not a, not a, you know. So, so you talking about uh, Blue Blue A Maffey or who you talking about? I'm sorry, I didn't hear it. Andrew. Booth no, no, no. From, uh, Andrew from Booth. Clemson. Clemson. Oh, they got some cornerback. Okay, okay, okay. I got you. Yeah, I got you, got you, got you. Okay, I'm sorry. I I don't know what what, what I'm hearing. Okay. Um, Greenwood, talk to me about the pick from um uh, from Dylan, you know, for the cornerback from Clemson. Uh, Andrew, Andrew Booth is honestly, this is another guy who's dropping, not because of talent, but because of injury. Um, I, I actually really like the kid. So it's, it's a fantastic pick for the, uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at this point. Okay, cool, cool. Not, a, not a bad pick, not a bad pick up there. So we are going to, um, pick number 28, um, you know, Greenwood got the Packers last time, so I'll, I'll take him this time just to save him the the, the, the embarrassment. Um, we're going to the Packers have a lot of needs on both the offensive and side of the ball with them picking up a receiver um, in, in, in the early part of the draft. I don't see them going receiver here. Um, I do, however, see them shoring up their defense, um, and I think they're going to make a, a leap and go Daxon Hill the safety um, for Michigan. I, I think that Daxon Hill is actually, hold on a second, I think he was already drafted. Let me, yeah, he was already drafted by um, by, by somebody the else. The Houston at 13. But, yeah, they were drafted by Houston at 13. So let me go back to my board here um, and go Quay Walker, linebacker from uh, Georgia. I think Quay Walker and he may have been drafted already too. Uh no, Quay Walker has not he, been drafted yet. Okay, well, I was gonna make sure. Yeah, Quay Walker yeah. Who did the Lions pick the second in the second pick? Who 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 the Lions uh, got? They they put uh, tra- uh Travon Walker, not Quay Walker. Okay. Okay, yeah, there's a lot of walkers. Okay. They're hello. So They're Walker both Georgia Walkers too, which makes it uh which makes exactly. it even harder. I think the Packers go there, um, getting Quay Walker from the University of Georgia. I think that they solidify a significant need um, on the linebacker court. He's a guy who can uh, go sideline to sideline, make tackles, um, and really help them out a little bit. Um, you know, Villain, talk to me about uh, Quay Walker to, to Green Bay at 28. They definitely need a linebacker. I'm not mad at that pick. I just don't think that's the linebacker out of Georgia they go with. I think Dean is better. I think he he's okay. the Buckets Award winner. He's a, he's he's a smart, speedy linebacker. Um, I think he 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 checks off a lot of boxes for the Packers that they definitely need. Um, you know, they could go edge. I think. But because um, they, they lost the, uh, the, uh, Darius the, the Smith, I can't almost tongue tied mm-hmm. there, um, and in Burks, I think they have to replace him. Um, 
So, but I think Dean is the right pick. I think that's the kid that they go after. I think, you know, he just has to get off of blocks. I think that's his only weakness. Right. And, you know, when you got those linemen at Georgia, you didn't have to get off a lot of blocks. He was able to run free and go sideline to sideline because um, he, he was reading plays and had nobody on top of him. So that's an adjustment he's going to have to make. But I think Dean is the good pick for that. Very well done, very well said. Greenwood, uh, pick number 29 and 30, ironically, are, uh, looks like the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, so um, I'm going to let you pick both of those. Um, you know, so give me pick number 29, um, talk about it, and then go ahead and do pick number 30, and we'll we'll knock both of these out in one swoop. All right, so um, biggest needs I can see for the Kansas City Chiefs is wide receiver after um, after Tyreek Hill leaving and cornerback, um, which has always been an issue, especially in this division that is the best division uh, top to bottom in, uh, at the quarterback position in the NFL by far. Um, and I could also see defensive line also being an issue, but I don't think that there's a um I don't think there's a player there available to them. So with the twenty ninth pick I'm going to take George Pickens. George Pickens, wide receiver from Georgia. Um like very it. speedy, very athletic um wide receiver, perfect replacement for uh Tyreek Hill. And with the thirtieth overall pick they're going to take Kair Ka- no. Elam, the cornerback from Florida. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. All right. I'm. I'm. I, I'm questioning the the second pick there. Um, interesting. 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 That's a bit of reach. I don't even have him in my top. Come going in the first round. That. 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 That's interesting. Dylan, talk to me about Pickens and Elon uh, both going to Kansas City and back-to-back picks there. Elam's is a reach. I've seen him in a couple mocks come up in the first round uh, to to the Chiefs. Um, but, I mean, I like, I like Pickens, tall receiver. Um, you know, he's, he's got some quickness. Uh, he gets off on the line pretty well, very athletic. Um, not a run after the catch guy, so I don't know if he fits in that offense completely. That's my only problem. That's why I got your guy Dotson going at twenty twenty nine, and then I got, um, and then I got Linderbaum go, falling and going to the to the Chiefs because I think the Chiefs do need offensive line help. Um, so those are my guys, but I think I it's I'm not I I, I didn't. I'm not hating the pick and pick. I think I, – I just think they need a run after the catch guy, and I think Dotson checks that box. Yeah, Dotson definitely checks that box, which is why he's coming to Pittsburgh. Um, <laughs> Dylan, talk to me. Pick number 31 is the defending AFC champion, Cincinnati Bengals. Um, where do they go here? Villain. I, I was I was talking the whole time. Um, sorry. <laughs> Unbelievable. We're almost done, right? We're almost done. I got I got um, 
I got I got Daxton Hill going here. Um, I got him slipping really far, um, and and because of the way everything kind of shook out, I thought the Texans would get him really higher. I think if he falls this low, I think the Bengals scoop him up. Um, I like him. I think he's. A, I think he. It's. A, I think a, a reach is in the top fifteen. I think right here is a good fit for him. Um, where I think he kind of falls. Um, good safety out of Michigan. Um, kind of checks the boxes. I think. I think the, the Bengals could use a little help in that secondary. Um, uh, they did get Justin Reed. Um, not, not, not my fault. They didn't get, they, um, they, they didn't, they didn't get anybody really in the offseason of note that I can see other than Michael Thomas. Um, so I think, I think getting hell at this is a good value pick for them. Okay. So Hill's already taken. You took him at 13. I know that, but since you guys didn't take him. You took him. That was your pick. I know it was. at 13. So you're going to take him at 13 and not 31? Yeah. <laughs> Come on, villain. Okay. V- Vill- uh, villain really likes Daxton Hill. Sign him up. Sign him up. Um, I, I think Tyler Linden, Linderbaum has is, is got to be the pick here. They've solidified the guard position. They've solidified the tackle position. There's only one position left for in, right. in order to prevent Joe Burrow from being a completely destroyed human being. Um, and that that makes that offense incredibly deadly because they have they have the right pieces at every single position on that offense. So I think Linderbaum should be the pick here. Um, their defense actually didn't play all that bad either. So they are in position to to try to make another run at this. I mean, the AFC is stacked from top to bottom, so there's no guarantees anywhere. But Linderbaum, I think, if he falls all the way to 31, I think that that is an easy pick for the um, for the Bengals, especially with the board how it fell with Zion Johnson and uh, Kenyon Green off the boards at 24 right. and 26. Right. All right. And rounding out the first round, man, I, I, I'll, I'll be remiss if I didn't give this last Detroit Lions pick to the former Detroit Lions fan. <laughs> Greenwood, talk to me about what they do at 36. So, like, I had this pick picked out in my head the entire draft. But Nicobe Dean is still available at 32. So it really depends on if Detroit, if Detroit is really hard set on getting a quarterback this year. If they do, then Sam Howell will be the pick here at 32 because you want – they want that third. They want that fifth year option in case he turns out to be okay. Uh-huh. But and you know what? So That's the way we're going to go. And then then they're going to pray that Nicobe Dean falls to um, to the thirty fourth pick. So Sam Howell, quarterback from the um, quarterback from North Carolina Tar Heels. The North Carolina Tar Heels is going to be the thirty second pick. All right. Well, we 
finished all 32 picks. I'm actually going to type this up and post this in, in the blog to kind of so, so we can kind of see how it all shakes out, man. Um, Greenwood, man, give us a plug and a closeout as we get out of here, man. This was a lot of fun. Um, can't wait for, for draft day on Thursday. It's one of my favorite days of the year. Um, and I uh, can't, can't wait to see what happens. And I can't wait to see Villain's face when Daxton Hill falls from 13 in this mock all the way out of the first round. Yeah, absolutely. Love doing the show with you guys. Greenwood, um, controversy, uh, serious. Um, a lot of fun. Um, I, I have my, my notebook going. Um, Daxon, uh, I mean, listen, Daxon's my guy. I'm going to go get a jersey for him. I'm going to, I'm going to wear it. Um, Daxon Hill for president. Um, listen, it's a lot of fun. Uh, enjoy the draft. Uh, you watch with your family, your friends, or what have you. Um, and check out our sponsors, PHI Apparel. Uh, thanks, guys. You know, guys, um, it, it's been a lot of fun doing this show with everybody, man. It's, you know, uh, it's, I'm, I'm just a guy living the dream, man. I'm very thankful for the opportunity to, to, to host these shows, and um, we'll be back at it again in the fall with the NFL show. Um, but, you know, starting next week, the baseball show does take over on the Tuesday night slot. So Greenwood, man, has been fun talking uh, football with you on a regular basis. Villain, it's been a pleasure to all those who came on Timeless, Mr. Harvey, um, I mean, everybody who rocked with us, man. It's been fun. Uh, And Lord willing, we'll catch up with you guys uh, when we kick this thing off in August, uh, you know, dealing with training camp, man. I did want to say this, man. I do believe that we are going to be doing a live show on Thursday, uh, hosted by the one and only Mr. Harvey. Um, you know, just kind of doing what we did here, just kind of recapping the draft. So if you definitely uh, want to get yourself there and kind of watch the drive with us, I'll be in the show late. You know, i got a prior engagement. But football, man, there's nothing like it, man. With that being said, as C.P. Thomas would say, man, tell a friend to tell a friend it's the chefs again. And if they don't know, now they know. Sports City, Sports City, Chef, Chef, Sports City, Sports City, Chef, Chef, Sports City, Sports City, Chef, Chef, Sports City, Sports City, 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 Chef, Uh. With the Lucky Land Plus, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.